0: Still inside for the forty-nine hours. Mighty
1: mighty students. Mighty mighty students. We loud, We proud. We the shit down. We got your back. 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 We got your back.
2: And welcome back to Wisdom Weather, the show where you can tune in every second Friday of the month from 4 to 5 p.m. on Listen Up Youth Radio and KRSM. And today I have a really special episode. I have myself and the fellow members of the Coalition of Student Leaders, or CSL for short, And we really get into what it means to be a student leader and how the occupation and the strike has not only affected us, but the toll it's taken on youth leadership and the Minneapolis school district as a whole, especially with desensitization throughout the school board. And I really hope that you all enjoy. Um, We put a lot of time into this episode and it means a lot to us and I hope it means a lot to you. Hope you guys enjoy. Bye. (music) Bye.
1: Codes in the KGB, so uh, no funny business, you already are.
3: My name is helena i use she her pronouns i'm a senior at south high and i joined the csl to give students a voice i am tired of um the system and big um problematic and social issues not involving the students and not involving the youth it is very important that we get our voice out there and i wanted to bring that to light and help be that um speaker uh
4: my name is layla i'm a senior at South High School. I um, am part of CSL just because because I think that um, teachers are consistently undervalued in our society and it's really important and it's I think I think that teachers are consistently undervalued in our society and I think it's really important that the strike is finally um, showing us how valued they are by our community members and how Um, the teachers value themselves and i think that's really important that we continue to keep up their confidence and keep up our understanding of the important role they play in all of our communities
5: hi my name is amy i'm a high school senior and i'm a full spectrum birth doula i joined csl because um i really truly think it's more than just about you know giving a voice to the students giving a voice to our educators and um, marginalized peoples in our society but it's about mobilizing Um, all of us, especially students, um, to really create that change um, and to collectively uh, organize our power.
0: My name is Dom, Uh, I'm also a high school senior. Um, Why I joined CSL, I would say I joined CSL to give students a voice and also like stand up for students of color through like the school system so that uh, specifically black students can have, like, a better experience in school than I did, even if that's just a little bit, yeah.
2: Y'all already know me. I'm Zareya, the host of Wisdom Weather, and the reason why I joined CSL, which, for y'all who don't know, it's the Coalition of Student Leaders. Um, I joined CSL because I think it's really important that within the school district that the Minneapolis public schools, they're able to have more equitable resources and that students of color are able to have teachers that look like them and students
6: are able to demand their rights. Um, Hi, my name is Ayella. I'm a high school sophomore and I joined CSL to empower youth and um, um, advocate for black students and disabled students. Awesome.
2: And so I know the first thing that we kind of did as CSL was start the occupation and I know you know, a lot of us, we joined at different times and me, Helena and Layla, <laughs> we were the first people there um, at that initial meeting. And i kind of want to hand the mic over to Layla to see what that initial meeting looked like for you. Cause you kind of had us come to that.
4: Yeah. Um, so the first meeting that we went to, it was, uh, kind of like a happy coincidence, I guess, because I was talking with some people about, um, how to escalate the strike and how students can get involved with that. And then literally that same night, I got a, um, I got a message from someone that was asking if we could attend a, um, if like youth could attend a meeting, um, where they were planning an occupation of the Davis Center. Um, and I was like, that is literally perfect timing. So I got, um, the three of us and I got the three of us and a few others together and we went to this meeting and the initial plan, the people who had um, started the meeting initially had planned for it to be um, an occupation by by um, by teachers and parents, but A, it's really difficult for parents to hold an occupation because they have jobs and kids and teachers, especially in the Davis Center during this time while they're on strike, it's like a real risk to their jobs and also their families. Um... So, when we got there, we were just kind of like, "This seems like the perfect opportunity for students to get involved because it's a really it's it's a role that students are most capable of playing um and so that's kind of how it went it was a lot of the first a lot the first part of the meeting was a lot of convincing people that students were capable of this, and then we moved on to start planning it and that was how it progressed
3: uh yeah, sort of like what Layla said, I think a lot of it was persuasion and um just trying to get the youth to be able to be involved cuz originally I don't they weren't planning on having youth they were making it sort of harder for us to come cuz they were thinking about the uh-ohs and things could that could happen and they were more leaning towards the idea of not having youth there at all because of all these complications that they put on, in their head so we made it easier for them and um came up with our own version of what they wanted to do. And the next morning after that meeting, we made a vote and decided to make it entirely youth-led. And so that is how we got to where we were. And we got more people involved and created CSL. Cool, and I know Amy and Dom, I kind of
2: recruited y'all. I asked y'all if y'all wanted to show up to the meeting the next day and I didn't really even know what that would look like but what did it feel like for you guys to come on also not really knowing what was happening and kind of having this hearsay knowledge of what was going on i gotta
5: be honest you know when we first heard you know our domini's agreement was like we're just going to go in to listen we're just going to go in to listen we're just here to observe we're not getting involved in sh- we're not getting involved in anything um But then, you know, we like we were there, we started listening and y'all like it was like serious. Um, And that's when we were like, we have to be a part of this. This is this is where the real change happens. This is where students this is where we as students can really make a change. Um, And it was I want to like congratulate y'all for like even coming up with this idea, because I know like Dom and I were like we were hesitant at first. And so I really want to commend the rest of you for like being able to like jump on and envision this first.
0: I mean, Amy explained it very well. Just, we were really just coming to listen and observe and just, you know, seeing everyone there like, a hey, let's plan this, let's let's make it do what it do. It was like, it was kind of encouraging like, hey, you know, let's, let's definitely be a part of this. Um, me and Amy were like two student leaders at Southwest. So, you know, kinda, uh, it would kind of help for like mobilizing students. Mm-hmm.
2: And I know I yelled that, Helene, I kind of recruited you through a group chat, almost. What was it like coming in
6: from there? So I didn't know anyone, and I actually really didn't know anyone in the group chat. Um, I don't go to school um, in the city, so while I have um, a lot of desire to, like, be organizing and stuff, like, I just felt really lost because I didn't know who to talk to. I do not really talk to many people in the city so as soon as i saw that invitation like i knew i just had to be there and i had to be in the meeting and i had to just jump in and just offer what i could um my family um i know that organizing and revolutionary action is very important to us so we had already been discussing things like escalating the strike um through an occupation as both my parents were in the union so as soon as I got that invitation I just I knew I had to be there and I had to give it everything that I got and so I'm really glad that I came um it was really anxious because I didn't know anyone um but yeah also
4: Markiana who's our um seventh co-founder of uh CSL um my mom and then me um recruited her from because she had already been involved a lot in um work against police brutality with DCC4J here in Minneapolis.
2: Yeah. And I think also it's really cool that all of us somehow came together and formed this group because whenever people ask me about it, it's like I don't really know. It feels really spontaneous and like it happened on accident because um, when we were first planning the occupation and I was thinking about it, I was like, oh, this is going to be a one-time thing. It's not going to become Coalition of Student Leaders. The fact that we even have a name is really – crazy to me like I feel like I wasn't even in the room when it happened but I was and I was listening (laughs) and I was very attentive while we were there too and I think also the thing that I think really brings us all together is that we're really passionate about youth voices and what that means to us and having our voices be heard and having our perspective um out into the world and it's been pretty nice with this past couple of weeks because I feel like I've been able to build community with my teachers and the parents of students around because that we've centered our voice so much and I want to know what that experience has been like for you when when either you were on the picket line or you were protesting or striking with your teachers I mean what was that experience like for you guys?
3: I mean for me uh you know me and Layla have been going to Southside since kindergarten so um I feel like that was That made me ready for a lot of activism and a lot of being on the streets and and, uh, protests and things like that. So generally that was, it. I was prepared for it. I knew what to expect. Um, I think it was, I'm very grateful that I went out there and I, I went there as often as I did because I really got to connect with my teachers and I really got to see like how worth it it was. To be out there and fight for them, I just really appreciated being able to support my my teachers in any way I can. Um, I don't know, it was it was great. I know at South we had a lot of music. All the teachers and students were dancing. One day we had a food truck with free food, which is really nice. But it was cold. I didn't want to bring my fingers out. Shout out Lucy Miller. <laughs> Lucy Miller, thank you for your food truck. Um, yeah, um, and. Yeah, I know it was it was a really good community and we had a a very it was very welcoming yet at the same time making great, showing great power and yeah.
5: Yeah, I think Dom and I would really like to touch
3: um, just on the power of
5: community that we've seen throughout this strike. Um, Just the whole thing throughout our occupation and, you know, the work that educators have done community community building community organizing has really been at the heart of it like you know I just one thing I really like vividly remember throughout the occupation is just like we we had we were flooded with requests like how can we support you how can we help you and you know the southwest um for us the southwest mft group you know it was all about like hey how can we support you as students or like how can you as students support us so it's all about the connections that we were making with each other as a community and I think that one the biggest thing that we won out of the strike not to get all like cheesy on y'all is like the community we built because I feel like teachers students we're all uh, educators ESPs whoever we're all stronger together we're all stronger through the understanding that we showed up for each other during this time
0: yeah I feel like um throughout this occupation I've gotten um a lot closer like with my teachers at school um I guess like uh I guess for them seeing me and other students in that building, you know, fighting for them, uh, it definitely, like, you know, it, I guess it It ma- it makes, like, a huge difference, you know. It makes, it, it lets them know that we're really here to stand behind them. Because I know a lot of teachers, they, you can definitely feel very underappreciated as a teacher, especially, like, teaching students in school so for you to teach the students and then when something goes wrong with you for the students to be able to back you up it definitely it it hits different
4: my the most memorable part of the strike and being out on the lines was that it was just a lot of gratitude before we even started csl or before we um even organized um the sit-ins or anything Just, like, my first day out on the picket line, people were, like, thank you for being here. My teachers were just happy to have students there, like, with them, and it made them feel like they were doing the right thing, and there was people, like, backing them up, and they didn't, they weren't doing this alone. And then after we started CSL and after we started the occupation, it was, like, even, it was so much more of that. They just, like, multiple people, like, were in tears when they, like, came up to me and were, like, hey... Like, I just so appreciate what you're doing. Like, you, like your voice here is, like, what's, like, making the biggest difference. Like, they were just, even, like, when it got hard or stressful, like, for us, like, with the organizing, it just, it was, like, always, like, so worth it. Like, when a person came up and was like, hey, like, this means so much to me.
6: Um, I think, um, the thing about picketing that had the biggest impact for me was when people started to care about COVID safety on the front line when I brought it up and people started to care about each other's safety. I know that existing in spaces as, um, a disabled person or someone who just is not, on able to exist in a place without, um, what's it called? Oh, when spaces aren't accessible for someone it can be really difficult it can be really lonely um to just feel like you don't have a community not because people don't care but because it's just not safe um and for me personally i went to school in minneapolis from elementary school to middle school and I left because there were not enough mental health supports and even the new school that I went to, there wasn't enough mental health supports and now I'm to a new school. So being on the front lines and bringing up safety concerns and people actually caring about the safety concerns, that's when I like really started to realize that like this was like a community where people not only are fighting for something but want to fight for something in a safe way for everyone and just be feeling like included on the front lines.
2: And I think the, th- I think the thing for me is that when I first started going on the picket line, it was more of a, the feeling that I got from it. And why I was out there was because I really wanted to be there for my teachers, and I wanted to show them that I care in a way that was that you could visually see. You know, you couldn't see me caring every day by just showing up to class. You can't necessarily see me caring by doing what you ask me to do but you can see me caring by going out and being there and stepping up when I know that their rights seem to be heard um and I think the thing that kept me out there was definitely you know it wasn't the weather it was like other people were saying it's the community of teachers that were there and just the love and support that just kind of radiated off of the picket line it was kind of glowing to be honest and I think we had this really big um, mega picket on Lennon Lake and it was South, Washburn, um, Roosevelt, Southwest, all the high schools and a couple, I think there was a middle school there too. Um, and even then you could see just the pure joy that came from the picket line and you could see the joy that came from teachers and parents and students and that they were happy to be there for each other. Um, and it really makes me realize that Minneapolis public schools, the students, no matter how separate you want to say they are, no matter how much South hates Southwest, no matter how much you like hate on a school, there's still like a bond there, no matter what. And we all deeply care for each other. We all go through pretty similar issues, even though some have them more than others, you know.
5: And I I think it's really, really, you touch on a really beautiful point that, um, you know, at the end of the day, the majority of student support was with the teachers. We Like, I was, you know, I, it was really, like, wonderful to see, like, everyone connecting over. It. Like, yeah, I hope my teachers get what they need. Yeah, I don't mind going on break. You know, all of that. There's been so much solidarity between educators and teachers, um, which is really, you know, sweet to see. Yeah. Exactly.
2: And I think when I was out on the line, I really wasn't there for myself. I was thinking this isn't the time for me to be focused on myself right now. I'm thinking about my teachers and what they need. And that kind of reminds me of when we had our Care Eleven interview and they really messed us up. And I'll have Dom speak on that because it was his quote. But
0: um, Yeah, well, yeah, Care Eleven, uh, they, they interviewed everyone in CSL. Well, not everyone. Some people are still asleep. But um, <laughs> it was in that interview, um, they used one sentence out of like a 15 minute interview and it was just like when i said i'm that i'm excited to get back to school um obviously i have like a lot of obligations in school so i was excited to get back but they cut out like a lot of what i said um in support of the teachers and <laughs> that was that that definitely hurt my heart because um i guess knowing that teachers like would hear that and, like, they, you know, they would watch the news, and they're like, well, this kid has been out there on the line, like, with us. But then, you know, they hear, like, such a contradictory statement. Uh, I guess that, that definitely sucked for me.
6: Um, I had a similar experience with CARE 11 where um, I was being interviewed to talk about more mental health supports. And the quote that they had gotten from me was where I was just describing how the school I was at just had one counselor running around when I also kind of had like a longer point that I was talking about, about black kids feeling criminalized in the classroom. And so, well, I'm really glad that the community is coming together and the support between teachers and students and parents, this strike has also felt like a time to recenter our values and recenter our ability to have power um, within our communities. um, And to not only use that power to just support the people who have the most benefits, but also the people on the bottom. So while I am here in support of my teachers, I will continue to advocate for my teachers of color, my students of colors, my disabled peers and I support the
2: teachers but <laughs> another like with the topic of media and stuff there was some really good news reporters out there like Love Voice and I really appreciate them and love them and there was some really bad news reporting out there that kind of made us seem like bad people. Exactly, care eleven. Exactly. And so, I mean, my question is for my question is for y'all is with the media coverage of this, do you guys feel that it was an accurate reflection of what we were trying to do or what the strike was?
0: I feel like overall it was a very accurate representation. Most of the interviews I did used at least like 90 percent of what I said. So, I mean, just me speaking and then them using exactly what I say word for word. Um, it That made me happy because it's like, then there's no room for interpretation, you know? Kind of like, uh, I said what I said type of moment. <laughs> so, yeah.
3: As we said before, as you said before, uh, we love Left Voices, they've always, um, I feel like they've really portrayed our story correctly and our narrative really well, um, and I appreciate that. I think my biggest thing with media is I'll be in an interview and say something that I think is amazing, and then I'll say something that's like, oh, it's sort of weak, but whatever, it's, like, already out there, and they choose the weakest one. They choose the one that they think will appease the audience more, not something that I thought was really powerful or was really powerful that actually portrayed portrayed what we were going for, um, and though it never was, it wasn't always too problematic for me, it still felt like they had a, it, there was obviously a motive of, like, what they wanted to get from it, and, I mean, there's even been interviews where we had where they tried to get a bad answer from us, they tried to get us to say, oh, we're mad at the teachers, you know, like, oh, we want, we want to go back to school, we, we hate it here, or whatever, and we've, like, I feel like we've done a really good job at avoiding those questions, but... There's a lot of media out there that is out to get the worst from us and out to get the the harsher side of our story. So yeah, I want to
5: first give out a quick shout-out to Dom, who's right next to me right now, just for being a really amazing um, press team, um, like, co-lead. Like, I wouldn't have been able to do any interview without Dom. And even though we're feeling a little silly right now, like, there's no one who's more eloquent and just able to, like, um speak so powerfully to press and media but one thing that like it's it and I wanted to touch on what you just were speaking on Helena is like press come out of nowhere and the thing that's re- can get really frustrating and that we found Dom and I found really frustrating was like there were there would be very minimal like inner uh, like introduction or very minimal like understanding like who are you what is your politics like who who are you reporting for what is your um media's goal you know and it's like I felt like we both felt very, like, it. it, sometimes even getting interviewed can feel hostile and unsafe. And so I just really wanted to acknowledge and encourage press and media to, you know, think about your role when you're, you know, getting this, making this content. Who are you making it for? How are you honoring the stories of those that you're making it of? And how are you honoring their experience while you're interviewing them? Like, I don't know, I just... You know, some experiences with press have been really kind, really good, and some are just like wow, I didn't expect to leave feeling so like empty and discouraged by that. So, yeah.
0: I mean, yeah, Amy, you definitely described that very well. Um just
5: See, he's supporting me even now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'll always support you, Amy. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, I guess what helena said was just like it was super accurate like saying something very powerful and then them using what you said for their own narrative so like twisting your words like all the way upside down even though it's like not even close to what you meant at all that's it's very that's the word disheartening
6: i feel like the press um often tried to create and us versus them narrative, whether it was between students and teachers, um, or just teachers in the district, which is frustrating because it removes a lot of nuance, and it removes a lot of how we're all in the same fight together, and I just wish that the press had just a little bit more care, like Amy's saying, for, like, the community that they're speaking about, because the press like they're kind of an uninvited guest like please come into this space with like respect and just a willingness to just listen and learn to the people who are there yeah i totally agree and that's why
2: i definitely appreciate left voice so much i feel like they were able to portray our story in a really beautiful way in a way that felt really true to what was actually happening whether that be putting out complete raw footage of us yelling at Ed Graff and the school board or them showing us, showing the world the inside of the occupation. And they were there every day alongside us. And that was really nice to be able to meet them. Um, and also initially before the occupation happened, which we'll get into a little bit more earlier, um, Layla and Marciana had planned a student-led um, walk over to the Davis Center. And I really want to know more about that from Layla
4: um yeah that was the first event that that i think that was the first that was the first student event i had heard of um it was it was a it was relatively small me and markiana and jane uh organized it together um it happened like a day or two after we had organized it everything it's it's hard to organize things during a strike or like big events like these because it is you have to be fast and that can be hard but people are always really ready to come out really fast Um, at the same time so it works out but anyway um yeah I don't know it went okay I hadn't I haven't organized anything in a while I haven't I've been out of like the loop with like protesting and I haven't done speeches or chants in a while but it was like really really nice to get back into it it definitely feels like something that I'm good at and so that makes me feel confident but um I don't know we so we all met at North High School and we had some sound and it was the three organizers and then probably like 20 or 30 people um and we marched from North High School to the Davis Center which is just a couple of blocks and it was really cool it was actually it was a lot of fun it was really powerful action my favorite part of it was when we were marching, and we were marching down the street toward the Davis Center, and as Davis in the front of it came into view, um, we, like, as, basically as we were, like, rounding the corner, sort of, like, the teachers came into view, and them with, like, their picket signs, and I thought that we were going to be, like, I thought we were going to be there alone. I didn't know that there was going to be people at the Davis Center at that time, um, but it was like super awesome to see them there and then we like all stood there and we were facing each other and we were like chanting we got your back like back and forth and that was really really cool um and then we went inside the davis center which was the first time that people had gone inside of it like for the strike outside of like negotiators um and that was just it was really awesome it was really powerful people were really into it it was really loud there was like some really great speeches that were given there um and that was definitely the first time I realized like, hey, student action during this strike is going to make a big difference. And like that has held true this entire time.
2: And for me, a moment that I really liked about that too was we stopped traffic. The When we walked up there, cars stopped moving. There was, I mean, we got out of the way for the ambulances and stuff, but we completely stopped traffic and being able to be in front of our teachers and walk in as a united front was really, really powerful. And I think another thing that I think was really cool, too, is that I didn't know that that was the first time people had really walked into the Davis Center. I went in there with the assumption that that it happened before. Um, And it's really awesome that we were able to be that united front and able to show the student power that you're really able to have um, with Protests and with showing your opinion and your voice and so with talking about you know your voice and stuff my next question for anyone who feels like they want to answer is what was it like to kind of be the leaders of a lot of the stuff that was going in whether that be amy and dom with leading the sit-ins or it be the rest of us with the occupation or whoever about just getting in front of the mic and being someone who people look at
0: May I just say, it has got to be one of the most nerve-wracking things I've ever done in my life. Um, I'm deaf, well, actually, I'm not going to say I'm not a public speaker, because I can be. But I definitely get nervous when doing it, especially, like, when I don't have anything prepared. Half of the time, I didn't have anything prepared, because I was not expecting to speak. But, yeah, it's just... It made me super nervous it got my my, my heart pumping <laughs> but i think it was all worth it at the end when all the students walked out and the teachers just like you know looked at us and it was like just like just to see the look on look on their face like to just really let them know like yeah we got your back and like you know they kind of realized it yeah
2: so i think for me um to be honest i really wouldn't have considered myself to be, like, a public speaker that just speaks on the fly whenever. Um, And I went from that in three days to yelling at Ed Graff and calling him a coward right to his face Mm -hmm. and talking in front of a bunch of people. And that transition, one, happened really fast, but I think it was still really powerful to be able to find that for myself and realize when I talk in the voice that I speak in in my tone, it doesn't, one, only affect me it affects the people around me and that if you use it and you hold your voice and your power with care people are going to listen and they're going to care for what you're saying i think that's really powerful and really important and i feel like throughout this strike times i think i've used my voice really well and i'm really proud of myself for that i'm proud of you too thank you
5: um i also just wanted to say like it's hard being like leading something it's hard because you know it's it's you have you know a number of people that are relying on your decisions and your planning and you know a lot of these these actions that we've made like especially for the sit-ins are like on the spot so it's like what do we do next what's next you know and that that question is being asked on us so no matter how tired you are how much you want to you know talk to your friend take a break it's always like you are responsible and that's that's a pressure that can be really hard to deal with so I want to like thank everyone in this group and like you know you know snap up the people uh in this group because like it's really leadership can't be done alone um and I think that one thing this group does really well um you know is lead together and we all take different parts and we all support one another um and that's the beauty of it. So yeah,
3: I can be a public speaker on certain days. I have my off days, I have my on days, you know, how it goes. Um but definitely on the first day of our occupation, that was a for sure off day. Um we got there, the sit-in just ended and people were sort of lingering and I it was hard to figure out what to do next. It was like starting the occupation, like we announced it, yes, but What do we do first? Do we draw? Do we have people dance? Do we have people chant? We didn't know where to go. And I think trying to find out where to go from there and what to do was, um, it was hard and tricky. But I think we eventually found our ground. I mean, we did. Um, And it became a lot easier throughout the rest of the week, especially when we got more people and we felt more power behind us. It became more smooth to just be able to organize and lead the people around us i also found that it was my best way of organizing was starting some chants you know hyping people up that was that was my my favorite way of organizing and getting people together
6: so yeah um i know for me personally i didn't do much speaking to people as a group and i found my place as an organizer mostly planning events but also i made a big effort to talk to every single person who was there um i introduced myself i wanted to know the people who were supporting us and just talking to everyone and i feel like that's really big for leading a group of people is like knowing who is there and who is beside you like Oh my gosh, it was wild. I remember on the second day, someone had come to the occupation and I had seen that person picketing with, like, my dad every single day. Like, literally on the front lines every single day. So, for me personally, even though, like, public speaking is something that, like, I'm really just listening and learning from the people here who I really look up to y'all for just being able to do that kind of stuff. I'm listening and learning, but I'm also just want to say that talking to the people there individually is another really big important thing for being able to lead a group of people
4: um i think that when it comes to public speaking something that i definitely have learned as like someone who like used to do a decent amount and then hasn't for like a couple years is that especially when you have to like give speeches on the fly because I honestly I don't really like writing and I don't really like writing speeches um so I prefer to just have like notes but not like a fully written out thing um but I it's just it's really useful it's really useful with public speaking um to just listen to other people give their speeches because then you can think of, like, points that you want to make or you can say, oh, my God, I really like the way that they said that. Um, And just, like, the more you listen and the more you're engaged, the better your, like, skills become. And I think that that's, like, a really important part of public speaking and why it's so important to come out um, on the lines because you don't have to be a leader right away, but you learn those leadership skills just from being there and observing. And I think that that's, like a really good and efficient way to like learn how to organize your own protests in the future stuff like that
2: and I know we haven't necessarily been a group for very long but what do you think has been your favorite moment that you've gotten either from the occupation or the picket lines or with us as a group as as CSL and I'll hand it back to Layla.
4: Okay. Is today our eight day anniversary? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> today happy eight day anniversary, everyone. Happy anniversary. Oh my god. Yay. I think it's so cool how I don't know, I feel like I like have gotten to know everyone in the group like like pretty well at least. Um, like I feel like comfortable with everyone in CSL. And it's just I That's the kind of experience that you definitely don't get on a day-to-day basis. And it's not like we've been spending every second of every day together. But, like, during the occupation, it was almost every second of every day. And just when you're put in a stressful situation with the same people and you have to rely on each other for it, even if you don't know them that well, it's... Like, we worked it out. Like, people won't always work it out. And it's sometimes just because, like, personalities clash or whatever. But, like, I think it's so cool how we made a whole occupation and a bunch of events or whatever and we were in a stressful situation and we like got it together and we did a really good job and our group is eight days old and i've known three of people in the group for those just like maybe nine days out of eight so like (laughs) it's been
3: it's been pretty great overall yeah um I think my favorite moment is probably when, honestly, the last day, like, not because, not because I was tired of you guys, <laughs> um, but because um, just the powerfulness of us walking outside, and there were teachers out there, we were joining with them and chanting, and there was music, and there was a band, and before that, we did karaoke, too. Um, I thought that was that was really powerful. I really love it when, where we as a group of students are, um, physically supporting our student, our teachers, um, and it just it it gets really emotional. It it can when you're, when you're when you see that physical representation of power and solitude and all that. It was it was it was
6: beautiful. Um, My favorite moment was also on the last night, um, we were feeling like pretty burnt out and just like frustrated with how some of the occupation was being portrayed online and we just came together as a group and had all of the students come out and do a circle and talk about why they were there and stuff and that was just one of my favorite moments because I feel like it really powered us up again. I feel like we just collectively just got really excited about this occupation and what we had done and just felt proud of ourselves. And I just think my favorite moments are when we get down, but then we bounce back.
2: I think a a favorite moment of the strike for me was when, this was also the last day and we were handing out food to everyone and me and Layla had walked outside um, to make an announcement about it on this really cool fire truck Um, and one, it was a beautiful day outside and I got up on the fire truck and me and Layla walked up and I saw probably a thousand teachers. Um, and I got to talk in front of them and that was really, one, really awesome and really beautiful to just be able to look up and see all these recognizable faces that I had seen for a really long time and be able to look down and see my dance teacher, look down and see teachers I hadn't seen in a while. Um, and as we were making the announcement about how we were going to be serving food at six o'clock. I got down and then I saw my kindergarten teacher and I hadn't seen her in forever. Um, And it just kind of reminded me that I'm here for teachers like her. You know, I'm here for teachers that I still think about years later that I haven't seen in forever. I'm here because I'm happy that I've gotten an education from wonderful people who care about me and who still remember me and still, even though they haven't seen me in, what, 10, 11 years, they'll still run up like they saw me yesterday, like I'm still in kindergarten, and that was really powerful and beautiful to see and be able to hug her and be able to hug my old teachers and see them all on the line and know that that I support them and that they they know that I'm here for them.
0: I have, like, a couple favorite moments. <laughs> I was definitely trying to choose, but I definitely just can't. Um, I want to say... My One of my favorite moments was during the occupation, like Ayala said, you know, we're feeling very burnt out and not like the big group, but when we came and had our small CSL group meeting and just to like see that our group was like a stress reliever for each other, like it made me feel so good because I'm like, you know, this is definitely a group where I can, you know, be comfortable and you know speak my truth and just you know not not feel judged you know like that's just it's so it's so dope that we made a group that you know kind of bonded kind of instantly so yeah that was one of our her moments and then when we walked out after the 49 hours of the occupation and then just seeing like all the teachers you know like some of them were getting emotional like i almost i was got emotional seeing them It was just, like, it felt so powerful, and it was, like, at least to me, it was, like, it made me feel good because I was, like, what I, what I in this group has achieved has made such a difference in these people's lives, like, after they've made a difference in mine. So just, like, a small amount of payback for something that I probably can't pay back in my lifetime.
5: Um, We're talking about emotional things and I just got a really emotional text from someone um, just surrounding just all of the topics that we've been talking about right now. So I just, I love y'all. That's all I can say. And I really love this. And like, I really love the fact that like all of us haven't been able to stop like laughing and smiling at each other and like having these fun moments. And like, you know, we got started super late because like we were all like talking and being happy. Like that's like what student leadership is that's what student joy looks like this is like what like the revolution looks like like centering joy so yeah
0: we love you too Amy yes.
2: and so um I have two more things but one I kind of wanted to talk to Layla specifically about yesterday and what it was like in in that board meeting with Ed Graff because it was me you Marciana and Jaden and we were able to talk to the board and speak our truth and I know some people here were able to Watch it online, but I really wanted to know what it was like for you because you were one of the first people to walk in there with the microphone in your hand and get up at the front. So I want to know what that experience was like.
4: Okay. Basically, we had planned a thing. We were going to get there earlier I and mean, we were going to start when the board meeting started. I was only one there for a little bit after the board meeting started, and it was just a reminder to myself that. Okay, any of, all of the stuff that, like, like we do, that, like, I do in front of all, like, people with, like, the speeches and everything, cannot do it by myself. Mm -mm. I need, (laughs) like, three people minimum to get, you know, gotta get that validation. But also just, like, it really, really helps to not be alone. Like, you can do so much more when you just have people behind you. And that was actually just, like, a good reminder of that. Um... But, like, people, like, arrived. It was, like, um, Zarea and Jaden and Markiana. And the four of us, we had heard that they weren't letting people speak and that um, the vote was going to happen since it was, like – so we were, like, it's time to go. It's time to go. So we just, like, went in there. We had some tiny bullhorns. We had a speaker. And we were just – we started chanting. We went in and we walked in and, like – I was so proud of us because as kids and as students you're taught to respect your teachers and we do do that but the way you're taught to respect them is listen to them stay quiet do what they say but it's important to remember that and I definitely was reminded this on the lines is that teachers and students we have dynamic different dynamics especially in the classroom but like we're all people, and I won't respect someone who disrespects me because I know that they don't value me or my friends enough to give us even the most basic amount of sympathy. And so I was really proud of us for breaking through and remembering our values and for speaking over them, for yelling at them, for saying, Hey, like, you haven't been listening to us, we've been telling you what we need and you haven't been listening and that's not okay. You're being disrespectful. We deserve better than this. And I was just so proud of us like for doing that like we really did stand up to them and we at least some of them definitely did listen. Ed Graff, actually it was the first time that we had seen like almost all of the board members at all. <laughs> um Specifically Graf, though, except for the time that we tried to chase him down. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but they—they they, a lot of them looked really, really pissed. And Graf found a really terrible excuse to leave because we used a curse word. Now, I know I'm not allowed to curse on the air. But Ed Graf, just so you know, I'm so sorry that your delicate ears couldn't handle a curse word. But um, anyway... Um, I don't know it was like it was an awesome experience and it was really cool to make them mad and it was really cool to get in Graf's face and it was I was also really glad to I didn't feel like when I walked in that I had any personal like points to make about it I didn't know how if I hadn't really figured out how affected I would be by the school extension at the time but I think that role that i walked in and i was like this is the role i'm going to try to play is i'm not going to let the school board speak i'm not going to let them talk over like the people here i may not have a specific point or story to tell but i definitely know that they don't have anything better to say so i made sure to interrupt them and then other people spoke up and told these amazing stories and we talked to this awesome kindergarten teacher and we talked to this um parent group who was there who was like all Spanish speakers and there wasn't a translator and they were really angry with uh, angry about that and so we got angry with them and it was just really awesome and it's especially awesome now today hearing that um, Graf is leaving and has rejected any uh, extension of his contract Um, so you know Kim Ellison and Eric Moore uh, you're next
0: May I just say I'm proud of everyone who was in that board meeting yesterday. Let me tell y'all, I was rubbing y'all at school all day today. I was like, "That's my group right there." They they shut down the board meeting. That was them. That was our group.
1: No,
5: for real. I was telling every I was like, "Did y'all see what I saw?" Cause
0: that was (laughs) CSL.
2: Yeah, no, there was teachers who were using it as, there's like five teachers who were using it as curriculum to teach about activism in their classes today, which is kind of crazy. But um, I think for me, when I walked into that room too, I also really didn't think I would have anything to say, especially when it was just four of us. I was kind of worried it was going to be just chance for a little bit. And then I kind of realized that with my job, I'd have to leave school. (laughs) I have to leave school early to get to work, which there in no way is that fair to anyone. And I honestly really didn't anticipate myself yelling at the school board. I didn't anticipate it to get quiet and me being the only one talking for minutes. (laughs) And it felt so good to know that the people behind me were there to back me up. The people right next to me were there to back me up, even if the people on the board weren't, because I know they haven't seen a classroom in forever they haven't seen students in forever they don't see what's going on day to day and they were just cold heartless shells stare that i was (laughs) staring at it was horrible and she was so condescending and she kept saying thank you thank you thank you thank you that was kim ellison who kept doing that and she was so horrible and rude and it was people like her are why we show up to meetings like that (laughs) because of how awful and disrespectful she is and how she had no thought about anything that was coming out of her mouth because she didn't doesn't care more about than a paycheck
0: so mm-hmm.
2: and with that i'm gonna end the episode but before i we exit out do y'all have any final words you want to say
0: csl for
5: life
3: let's go so proud show up on the streets you know who to meet
6: um any chance you get to start organizing, take it. It may never feel like the right time, but we need leaders, student leaders. Uh, Dom is going to
5: Wiley College. Snap him up.
6: Woo! Ooh. Yeah.
3: Hold the line. Hold the line. Woo! Okay, the strike may be over, but we are far from done. We have events that we will be coming up. With that will. We will still be doing and there will be other things. We will never be done with this fight until we get what we need for our teachers and for our world and society and and students. And, students and all that <laughs> I guess. <laughs> <But> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Bye guys. Oh
4: no stand what it's like to be a kindergarten teacher when you have
1: kids there who are there for ten hours a day trying yeah. to learn? Do
6: you understand the emotional cost that is on them? It's okay, cool. a the special needs? It's too hard. And we're the ones that have to suffer. Yep. In hot, hot classrooms. Say that. Extra time. Students have to go to work. Mm-hmm. Students have to go home and make food for their siblings. Students mm-hmm. have to go to home and do babysitting. Students have responsibilities. They got to get home. They don't got time to wait extra at school.
2: And that's it for Wisdom Weather. And again... You can tune in every second Friday of the month from 4 to 5 p.m. on Listen to Peace Radio and KRSM.